Hello, friends. This is Kira Schaefer here, and I am getting the honor and the privilege and the pleasure to speak with Maya Nara, registered dietitian today. We are specifically looking at and talking about how um, our diet, our nutrition, our, um, uh, you know, different things that we put in our body, even supplements, can contribute to uh, physical pain um, or add to feeling better in the physical body. Um, this audio is specifically for hypnotists who uh, do treat pain for their clients and how it's really important that we have a beautiful holistic approach when we are looking at somebody that we don't just necessarily look at somebody from the emotional side, but that we also help people understand that their diet and other elements are there that could be contributing to their discomfort. Maya is a registered dietitian, and she is the owner and founder of Healthy Habit Solutions, and she has been a friend of mine for a very long time. We have collaborated many times on lots of projects, and she is a dear, dear friend. So I want to introduce you to her. So hi, Maya. How are you today? <laughs> Good. Thanks, Kira. I was hoping that you were going to take the friend perspective. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's that's the thing, you know, I think that, you know, Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra were really, really good friends, and, you know, they didn't hesitate to say that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so I think it's oh, good for it. us to, yeah, it's good for us to promote promote each other, because, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting, when I met Maya years and years and years ago, um, <clears throat> she, uh, we were both working at the same place, and um, and her absolute and total amazing enthusiasm for the body and the mind and emotions and how everything worked together and how, um, you know, there was uh, possibilities that were way beyond just what anybody can learn in school. Even though she got the education, um, she, she passed all of those boards and all those things that are absolutely necessary. Um, she is taking this approach to whole new levels, which I have always admired about her, you know, not just looking at one something in one way, but looking at it in all different types of ways. And so it's been just a really big honor to to know you, Maya, all these Aww. years, and to, to get that. So from the beginning, I knew, I was like, I want her in my life forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can – thank you, Kira. Thanks for having me on this call and uh, <clears throat> this specific training. And I can certainly say the same. You know, I was going to open with that as well, is that um, I really honor and respect hypnotherapists in general. And for everyone listening to this call and going through this training, hypnotherapists have had a really special place in my heart. And my whole life, uh, Kira being one of those people, is that hypnotherapists are the the people that I go to, the therapists that I go to when I need new tools, when I can't see – past my own stuff and can't see out of the weeds in my own life, you know, when I do that for my clients. So uh, hypnotherapists, like I said, have a near and dear place in my, my heart. And uh, if you're listening, if for everyone listening, that's um, you do something really, really special and amazing in this world, and I'm already grateful for you. Uh, thank you, Maya. Sorry, my <laughs> thing went a little funny here. Um, okay, can you hear me? I can. You're loud and clear. All right. Awesome. Okay, so we're just going to get right to it, and we're going to 
you, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. And um, the first one is, why did you choose to become a registered dietitian? Mm, good question. So um, we only have, what, 20 minutes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I, uh, in a nutshell, I was, uh, I was born and raised in a, in a Lebanese household. So what that means is that there was a lot of good food around all of the time. And I, I grew up the chunky kid. I didn't know what he- I didn't know what a healthy weight was. Uh, food was love in my family, family, as it probably was yours, and it continues to be. And it was just one of those dynamics where food was was celebrated all of the time. And when your plate was empty, more food was put onto your plate. So we really overrode that that, that uh, full the full and uh, satiety and, and hunger feeling. And uh, so I decided, um, well, I, I went to, um, well, I worked in retail. I'll start there. I worked in retail for about eight years. And as I worked in retail, and uh, I moved out from Cleveland, Ohio, to St. Louis, Missouri, I didn't realize that I was the chunky kid until I started selling jeans to women who their their thigh or my thigh barely fit around their waist. And I was like, wait a minute, I should probably do something. And no, I knew nothing about food and nutrition at that point. So I always joke and say, which was true, that I ate fat-free Oreos because they had 10 calories each and I could eat the whole box. And uh, yeah. it became a calorie game uh, for me. And I decided to lose a lot of weight, uh, over-exercise, under-eat. And, um, you know, my top weight was 200, 250. Nobody ever really gets on the scale at that point, or at least I didn't. And... Um, so I, I lost a lot of weight and started looking really good and, and getting getting outside approval and recognition and decided to forego all of the unwanted mind dynamics that started developing around restriction and deprivation. So I decided, you know, I should probably go back to school to learn about nutrition. And um, I went back to, I started going to St. Louis University in St. Louis, Missouri, and it was great. They taught me a lot about food and health and uh, science of food. And uh, this is ironically enough, that's when I met Kira in one of my jobs in, in St. Louis going to school. Uh, I paralleled a lot of my studies at that point with um, psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, neuroscience, to really truly understand how my brain worked. Because I knew at that point, even in school, what I should be doing, but I still wasn't doing it. So. When I came uh, out of school, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and I currently live here. I've been here about eight years. Um, and uh, I was paralleling a full-time job while I was building a practice. And as I did, uh, I jumped from my corporate job uh, full-time years ago. And I went so hard and so fast that I hit burnout. And I gained 30 pounds, and my digestion went on the fritz, and uh, my adrenal glands and thyroid, it, it was a mess. And ironically enough, the, 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 one of the continued components that I, I'm learning, but one of the biggest components that I still didn't pick up among the food and, and psychology is um, that nobody ever really taught me how to love myself and why it was so important. And so now from a, a behavioral registered dietitian is the arena that I work in now, and um or I teach people how to cultivate what I call the enoughness factor. And in doing so, when we work with habits and behaviors, physical, mental, and emotional habits, when all of that is driven from a belief system of enoughness, 
and that's an absolute game changer. So I, I work in the field of, of weight loss and difficult weight loss for chronic dieters and yo-yo dieters and stress, binge, emotional eaters, people who have been on 998 diets. They've been there, done that. And there's a lot of frustration and overwhelm. And um, so, of course, it, it's, it's definitely about the food, and we're going to talk food today. Um, but uh, it's so little about the food. So th- there's a good balance. You being a hypnotherapist listening, that you're, you're taking care of so much of the other components to it. So um, the food is, is an important key piece, and as long as we know that's on par, then we can move forward with the mental emotional. Absolutely. That is wonderful. Um, okay, cool. So what do you say, what would you say is your burning desire? What is your, what's your calling? What's your mission? What is it that you want? Oh, good question. Uh, very easily and simply said, I, um, I'm, I believe that I'm put here on earth to fall into the potholes that are this journey. <laughs> so I can go out and uh, go out and teach them to other women and a few good men who don't fall into those. And my burning desire is to help a million women and, of course, slide in a few good men to become the very best possible versions of themselves because the truth is, and as all of us on this call already know, that when we adopt and cultivate and integrate and live from the enoughness factor, when we know we are enough, and this isn't just about worthiness or value, this is about uh, working through fears and creating new belief systems that are physical, emotional, and mental habits, they change effortlessly. They change beautifully and wonderfully, but this is a journey and it's a process. And it's not just about the food. It was never just about the food. So when we become the best possible version of ourselves, the weight loss is effortless. And not only do we lose weight, but our whole world changes. So that's my burning desire is to take a million people with me. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be not hard at all. It's going to be so effortless. <laughs> I, would, I see it happening with a billion people for sure. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So, so since... So now I think that all of the the hypnotists that I'm training for sure uh, have already fallen in love with you. So (laughs) just from from those two questions there, um, but anybody that has not uh, know you know gotten to know you through me or or something like that, I do want you guys to go out and check out her website right now. Um, because it's going to help, you know, get some, you know, some other information and things like that. It's healthyhabitsolutions.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-H-A-B-I-T-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. And I can spell, I swear. That's a long one. Right. So you can see her beautiful face there, and you can just connect with uh, with her more as she, we go through some of these uh, questions that I'm going to be asking. So as it pertains to chronic pain, um, how could one's diet affect their pain symptoms? Oh, say that again. As it, as it affects, uh, as it, uh, say that, repeat that for me again. Yeah. So so how how does somebody's diet um, how could that contribute to physical pain, like joint pain, to um, arthritis, oh, to any of those kinds of things? Sure. Uh, yeah, very simply said, and um, being in weight loss, I, I see this quite often as well, but we're not just talking weight loss here now. You know, we're talking everything from um, diabetes and heart disease to kidney failure to, they're, they're, I mean, uh, the, it's endless. 
Um, and it really all starts from an inflammatory perspective, and which that obviously starts in the digestive system. But very simply said, uh, where you're going to want to direct your clients to is in a very simple manner, start looking at sugar. That's the bottom line. Now, a lot of us, when we think of sugar, we think of one kind of sugar, and it's the, it's the category that I call the crap category, candies, cookies, cakes, that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I still in my life, but uh, just so we know we have them categorized in a specific category. So oftentimes, um, now here's the kicker, is if you and I here are with the same height, age, weight, sex, everything, according to uh, – you and I would need two completely and totally different – versions and amounts and types of sugar to function in our best manner. Uh, for example, I have a friend who is heavy into CrossFit and she eats um, upwards of three to 400 grams of carbohydrate a day where that would, like, I'd be lying on the, on the bed with diabetes <laughs> if I ate that many. So, <laughs> and you have to really, yeah, uh, I get that. We have to really take a look into there's there's five there's what well actually six let's call it six different categories of sugar and uh, to break it down simply sugar is a carb and carb is a sugar it's same exact thing now uh, fruit all sugar non-starchy vegetables all sugar uh, broccoli Brussels sprouts cauliflower greens leafy greens starches starches are potatoes and um, uh, winter squashes, things like that, uh, grains, all grains, not just processed grains like breads and crackers and pastas, but millet, quinoa, amperit, amaranth, uh, oats, those are all grains. And number five is milk, milk and yogurt. Even unsweetened in its simplest form breaks down to lactose, so it is sugar. And then, of course, our crap, cookies, candies, cakes, pasta, uh, that kind of stuff. The, the difference is this is that if I were to give you a bowl, the same size bowl, I'm cupping my hand like you could see it, but you can't, the same size <laughs> bowl of uh, mangoes, the same size bowl of broccoli, and the same size bowl of bread, all of these are carbohydrates, all three, mango, broccoli, and bread, all carbohydrates, um, or brown rice, we'll call it. And all of these are healthy. There's nothing wrong with any of these foods. But in that bowl of mango, I am going to get 10 times the sugar that I would from that bowl of broccoli. In that bowl of bread or rice, I'm going to get 10 times the sugar as I would that bowl of broccoli. So by the nature of the type of carbohydrate, you're going to get far more sugar in one than the other. And so that's going to be the first place that you can often look with your clients and, and ask them, um, you know, are you eating sugar? Their brain immediately will go to cookies, candies, cakes. When in actuality, I've seen diabetes develop from eating too much fruit for someone's body. Mm. And if we're talking a pain perspective to kind of really wrap things up, uh, when your body cannot process sugar, so um, uh, we have had uh, there's a, a background, but we've in the last 30 years, our country has increased its sugar intake by 46%. And in that same 30 years, we have doubled our, our uh, obesity and tripled our diabetes, and now we are actually seeing a rise in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And so um, what that means is that when we take in too much sugar into the body and the body cannot process it, it has to be processed in the liver. And when we're constantly taking in sugar and overloading our liver, overloading our liver, we can develop 
um, and they're seeing non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in children as young as 10 now because of the sugar intake, then if the, if the liver cannot process it, then it's going to be deposited in other areas of our body, in fat, in joints, in, uh, or, or start to experience pain and arthritis will slow down. Um, it's going to affect other, other hormonal systems in our body from um, chronic fatigue to there's lots of different ways that pain can manifest, of course, in the body, as all of you listening already know. But there's also lots of different ways that sugar can affect that pain, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good did answer. That, did that answer your question? Yeah, that totally did. Um, I mean, there's whew, there's so much there. I mean, it's, it's huge because when when we don't know, I mean, yeah, people come in, come to me all the time. Like they come in for, you know, uh, well, I don't do weight loss hypnosis anymore. But the, the hypnotists that are going to be listening to this call, uh, they may start out by doing, you know, weight loss hypnosis, and that is a very common misconception that people have, which is I don't eat cookies, I don't eat cakes, I don't know why I'm fat. You know, and and it's and it's upsetting. You know, because people go, it doesn't make any sense. I eat fruit every day, <laughs> and I right. think you and I had that conversation when I when I first because you've done work for me, you know, to help with my um, with with my good eating habits and uh, and healthier eating habits. And I would be like, I have so much fruit. <laughs> you were like, yeah, like. That that doesn't mean anything, Kira. <laughs> so um, there's there, that's huge. It's really really good and helpful awareness, you know. Um, even if it's not just looking at it from a pain side. Um, so that that brings me to the next question because if if people are having, you know, if sugar is contributing, um, but they don't know that and they start taking like you know uh, medications and things like that. Um, I know that our digestion is really, really important. Um, so do you feel that pain medication or other types of medication that are kind of trying to deal with a symptom of potentially just a poor diet um, could be making the problem worse? Does it affect digestion? Like what do you see um, as potential problems with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I'll give you just a, where I'm coming from, that you're going to be working with a lot of different, um, for, for you as a hypnotherapist listening, you're, you're going to be working with many different kinds of people. And so um, you have to understand that I'm very, um, I'm more, more liberal in my thinking, of course, and more a little more holistic in my thinking, as you probably heard already. And so uh, if, if we can work, which I, I believe we always can, if we can work from the mental, emotional, and food perspective first, then um, the, I, I don't believe medication, um, you know, would have to enter in at that point. If it does, and if someone's already taking it, then uh, the effect of what it does from a very simplistic manner of speaking, and I'm not a doctor, I don't know the pathways of, of, of what it's affecting, different pain medications affect different metabolic pathways, but uh, from a liver perspective, in a very simplistic manner of speaking, it's overloading the liver at the same time the sugar is also overloading the liver. Um, from a digestive perspective, of course, there's different things from a, like a, a probiotics. Um, you know, you and I, we, we can't prescribe anything, but probiotics are always a really good combination to any medications, and those are 
Um, they're not digestive enzymes. They are the good and bad bugs that live in our gut and our small and large intestines and the, the flora, as they call them. And medications can often interrupt that the healthy balance of flora. So probiotics are always a good thing, reducing the medication, which we can't do, but where we can encourage our clients to go to our doctor and say, hey, you know what, I'm working with a therapist, I'm working with a dietitian, I'm working on um, reducing my sugar, give me a chance to work on this without medication first or to help me lower this, and um, they'll go from there. Of course, depending if you've got a conservative doctor or, you know, that, that all plays into effect and you want to find that out. But it's going to overaffect. Uh, its bottom bottom line is it will affect um, the liver overload, and it can potentially slow the uh, the results down if you're wanting to take a food perspective too. Okay. Yeah, I remember when you first told me about probiotics. I had taken probiotics before, but um, there is a difference in the effectiveness of different types of probiotics and. I remember I, I told you something that I was taking. You were like, that's not, it wasn't beefy enough. So what do you recommend um, as a probiotic, not that a hypnotist would ever necessarily say it, but just for our own education about the different types of probiotics. And uh, because when, when you change that for me and I went and got the appropriate probiotic, um, I, my body, like everything got better. Like my digestion got better, the pain in my body got better, my crankiness got better. Like all of that, I started absorbing my food better, you know, and and I had had those symptoms of, you know, malabsorption. And so it, it just changed everything. The headaches went away. Like, so there there was a lot for me personally that I saw a big change in. So what do you suggest are good probiotic, probiotics or what is generally the recommendation you give? Yeah, you want to – it's so hard to really, truly know the impact of a specific probiotic unless you go straight to the manufacturer, research the manufacturer, know their shipping methods. So if you think about it, uh, probiotics are bugs. They're, they're good bugs. And so if a probiotic is made in a laboratory – and uh, cultured in a laboratory, put into a bottle and a pill and shipped to us in a super hot environment, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill everything. It's going to kill the good yeah. bugs, and you're not going to get um, what's, what's mentioned in the bottle. So more, more often than not, if you can uh, direct clients towards a um, refrigerated probiotic, that's the best. Um, you'll want at least at least a billion in there um, because it's never never guaranteed to get the full billion. Uh, nobody can ever guarantee that. But at least choosing something that is from a refrigerated section is best, and that's just specifically from a probiotic standpoint. Okay. And it's and the tell tell me about the billions a little bit. Uh, it's just the, the amount of um, good or bad bugs that they can put into one specific pill. So sometimes, um, like in intensive care, then some, uh, sometimes if you get a probiotic, like uh, I'll do, if I have to take a round of antibiotics for something, then I'll do an intensive probiotic regimen, which is um, there's, they have stuff that's like an intensive care with 4 billion or uh, something along those lines. So the, the higher the number, uh, I don't want to say the better. It's going to be more expensive. But, again, your body can only uptake so many of those. 
too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's there's tests that you can do from a, you can go to a naturopath if you want to, but um, if you just take a, a, a regular refrigerated probiotic, you should be okay. Do you do any of those kinds of tests, or do you usually refer that out? Yeah, I don't. I refer them out. You don't. You refer them out. Okay. Cool. Thank you. That is very very helpful because that that I don't the the the, the the mind, body, food, emotion connection is like huge. So, you know, it, to me, it's if if we don't take a look at at a, a whole person, I feel like we miss out on on a lot of opportunities for healing. Um, okay, so in the West, so this is this kind of rolls right into this question. In the West, we don't usually connect physical pain with what we eat. Um, or how our body functions, do you believe there is, in fact, a connection, and in what way? To the food we eat and the pain we feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, or how our body functions, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you eat shit, you're going to feel like shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, the, that was the fastest response to any question I think I've ever had. Well, eat shit, feel like shit. Done. Well, Done. Just like that. <laughs> It's never, if, if, right, if, if we, if, if, I always joke, if we all knew, we, we all know we should be eating an apple over a candy bar, but why the hell aren't we doing it? So the bottom line is it's always going to come down to um, the, the small steps, you know, going back to the sugar. If, if, if your client is eating 12 cookies a day, they're not going to start eating two, uh, one, one cookie or no cookies tomorrow and be able to stay not, sustain that for the rest of their life. If someone's drinking seven big gulps a day and start to zero tomorrow, we're going to use up that willpower muscle awful quick, and by Friday, that chocolate cake is going to look really freaking good. So, you know, I, I, every time people find out I'm a, a dietitian, they're like, well, what should I be eating? And my answer is simple. If it didn't grow from the ground or have a mama, don't eat it. Um, now, of course, there's lots of delicious, yummy foods that are outside of that, uh, <laughs> that arena. And if we take a look at from a, from a stepping stone, as I call it, perspective, to simply sit and simply ask for baby steps, to simply ask for um, simply ask for baby steps in terms of where am I at now, where do I want to go, and what is the very first step on the path of least resistance that I can take next that feels somewhat good to me with little to no resistance that I know I can do without a shadow of a doubt for the rest of my life. And that's all. That's all that we do because the moment that we may ask somebody to stop eating this or to start doing this, oftentimes, especially if they fall in the category of chronic or yo-yo dieter in weight loss, they're going to meet that with massive resistance and they will shut down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah we gonna... can't. It's, it's like pulling a rubber band too taut. You know, it, it'll snap back. And, uh, and that's definitely what happens if we push our clients um, too far, too hard, too fast, you know, in, in uh, hypnosis for sure. Absolutely. And I know your question was, was more food-based and I went a little more behavioral, but the answer is that simple. There isn't any magic yeah. formula. There's a million and one diets out there. Um, there's not one specific diet that's going to work for anyone. It's eat real food and let's figure out and find your sweet spot in terms of, like I said about the sugar, is one person can process so much sugar and another person can't process the same amount of sugar. It's about finding the individual sweet spot through the use of real whole food. I love this. I love this. It's perfect. It's perfect because, you know, it is. It's garbage in, garbage out. 
regardless of whether it's what you eat, what you think, what you feel, you know, what you surround your mind with, what you surround your body with, the friends you're around, like, like it, it is, it truly is garbage in, garbage out. So if we are filling our consciousness up with things that we know are not whole, you know, uh, true, genuine, loving, consistent, you know, cooperative, connecting, you know, if we're, if we're not doing that, then, then we are essentially just putting in other things that aren't, you know, aren't going to serve us long term. It might be a temporary quick fix. And one of the things that I get a lot with, um, with clients who come in uh, and what, what hypnotists will see often is that, yeah, but I, I want the social element of eating that really crappy food, or I want that, that whatever. And it's like, well, do you want, also, do you want those migraines? You know, do you mm-hmm. also want to feel terrible all the time? Do you also want to increase inflammation in your body? You know, so it's like, wh- what do you want more of? So it's perfect, perfect. Um, this is really, really helpful, Maya. And um, is there any last bit of advice on anything that you, because you own your own business, have owned it for a long time, you have, you know, done it on your own, you have been, you have done so much of the work. You've already helped so many people from either a business perspective or a, a coaching perspective, a mental, emotional perspective, that you would just say, hey, you're starting something or you're, you're in the process of, of, uh, of being, you know, uh, in this business or, or what have you, this kind of alternative healing field. Uh, any advice you would give these hypnotists to, to help them yeah. in any way? Um, so, yes, uh, what's coming to my mind is this, and I, I didn't expect to, to say this, but so, uh, I have this, um, uh, I was given, gifted a belief system at a very young age, as we all are, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that gave me much, much, much drive and, um, just to never stop, you know, so by that point, of course, there's some perfectionism control freak ways in there, but, uh, the bottom line is that um, I've, I've always moved forward with a mentality that it's, it's possible. Uh, it's always possible. You keep going and you figure it out and it's always possible. And so in the early stages of my practice, I would see clients that I, I didn't know necessarily where to go with them next and or it stuck at, poked at things inside of me that needed to be healed in me. And so this journey that we're on as um, healers and givers and teachers and students is that um, we're, we're learning and um, teaching all at the same time, all of the time. And it, it, the journey is a, a beautiful one, but it, it never really is over. So when you meet a client, when you're met with a situation or met or presented with something that feels almost impossible to solve, like you've hit a roadblock, like you don't know where to go, A, um, know in your heart of hearts that it's okay and it will always be okay, that it is possible, that there is a way through this, and um, B, to take a look at um, at your own life and yourself and to find out what, what might it be poking at inside of you as well. And um, if not, if it's truly not about you, the answer is out there. It is out there. There's always an answer out there. And it's possible to go find it and be relentless about it. Don't stop. 
you're going to keep going until you find the answer. And if you feel like you can't find the answer, that it's driving you nuts, then just stop and breathe and go have fun and come back to it at a later point because it will come through in inspiration. But it's possible and it's always possible. And the best version of you and moving forward for your clients is always possible. So don't ever stop. Just don't stop. I love it. So inspiring. So inspiring. I love you so much. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's so fun to uh to collaborate like this and to give people, you know, some of these insights and awarenesses that, you know, they may not have ever even thought of before. So I really recommend thank you, Maya. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and, and talking to all these these either new hypnotists or either seasoned hypnotists that um, just want to get more awareness about how this pain works and how this body works and how this food works. And so really thank you so much for coming on very, very much. Um, and as far as the hypnotist, please check out Maya's website, Healthy Habits, Habit Solutions. So it's plural there. So healthyhabitsolutions.com. And she also has on here, sign up for her email list. You will not be sorry. She's got 12 mindset shifts required for permanent weight loss. Um, she's, her deal is permanent weight loss through behavior change, and it is absolutely true. She has worked with me for years. I am in amazing shape <laughs> for me. I'm not talking like I'm 18, right? But I, but I feel better than I've ever felt, and it is because of that whole food approach and whole uh, whole body and emotional approach and so um, I've been blessed to know her for these years and it was hard for me at first because I was like N what I don't want to <laughs> she told me she was like shop around don't go down the middle aisles <laughs> like oh you mean like the food that's in the you know on the on the walls in the refrigerator like parts where there's vegetables and stuff <laughs> yes yes go there don't go in the middle stay away from the middle and so she started out with me with Baby Steps. So please check out her website, healthyhabitsolutions.com. Um, and, of course, please let me know. Let her know. Uh, connect with, uh, with either one of us. If you've heard this call and you want to learn more, uh, please do so. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Keep learning. Keep going forward. <laughs>